You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. You know, for the first time in a long time, I did not check White Sox Twitter for like several days. Why is that? All weekend long, I just didn't check in. It wasn't because I was like football fever either, because I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I was not really. I, it was on in the background while I was doing something else this weekend. I like was. That's, that's how much I cared. I okay? was binge watching uh, The Punisher on Netflix, right, actually. Right. So. I mean, but I mean, coming out of Sox Fest, the excitement of it, you know, putting, making sure we got out the show. You know, if you think about it, we did a live event open outcry. The very next week, we got our post Sox Fest show, basically. I mean, it's just covered Sox Fest like a blanket. Right. And then I'm just waiting for spring training now, and I'm burned out on the Machado stuff. I think like, we all are. That's why I was like, I was like, I, I don't even want to look. And I actually posted on the Twitter feed, like, just realized we spent the whole weekend not looking at White Sox Twitter. And guess what? Nothing changed. No, nothing has and changed. And it's, it's not going to change. First of all, the Padres thing is a uh, red herring. Oh, There's yeah. There's no way. Yeah. They can't even afford Manny Machado. They they have all kinds of financial problems. Just Google Padres financial problems. They, they they've had all kinds of issues. They don't have the money to get into a bidding war. No. This is they do this all the time. I found a recent article when I was searching around last week explaining that the Padres for years now have tantalized their fan base with promises of being in on people and then always come up short. But if you look at their books, <laughs> sounds familiar. They don't have the money. To do it, where the Sox have had the money, like the argument has always been, well, the Sox have the money, they just don't spend. See what I'm saying? Right. They don't have the money. No, the Padres don't have the money. They don't have the money for this, so this, this, they're not in. So here's what I read this week. I mean, and this was pretty much the only thing. I was happy, by the way, to see that as of late, the uh, kibosh has been put on all this fake news as far as like, you know, what Machado's being offered. And so we can thank, I would imagine we can thank, you know, Machado's agent for that. Um, but what I saw this week was, they put this spin on it where, and it was a national media article again, so I should have just dismissed it, but they were like, yeah, well, you know, maybe what Machado will do is he'll just sign like a one-year contract somewhere because he's not getting what he really wants because what he really wants is to play for the Yankees. So maybe he'll sign a one-year and, and then he'll try to go for the Yankees he, for, the big, for the big money if, next year. If he was doing that, it that was, would mean was, he believed that Nolan Arenado is not coming out because guess what? Nolan Arenado is going to command more money than Manny Machado. Yes. And if somebody's going to spend the money, they're going to sign Arenado first. Right. And Machado would be the consolation prize. Right, right. And, and him, so this is, first of all, it's it not was, true. It was Secondly, all... it's perpetuated by somebody who's a Yankee fan who really wants exactly. the Yankees to have Manny Machado. It was, all, it was all put out by national media that just can't accept the fact that, dude, Machado's not going to the Yankees. Deal no, with it. No. And, and, it, and like I said, this is a matter of time. This is the J.D. Martinez thing. We're going to wait until mid-spring training he's going to sign with the White Sox. And then just, just two Chicago people, okay? Guess what? Neither Harper or Machado is coming to the Cubs. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Okay? Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. We've got pitchers and catchers reporting here next week. Thank God. Uh, not here. Not to my basement. That would be weird. Why not? They should come here first. We could get them all a drink. 
and then and then I'll drive them to Arizona myself. If any if any White Sox player wants to come here next week and report to my basement, let's say you report to my basement if you're a pitcher or catcher on February 10th. So I've got two days to get you to Arizona by the 12th when pitchers and catchers report. I'll drive you myself. That sounds okay? like a, that sounds I, like a plane, I trains, and automobiles. Totally situation. drive you myself. If you have an invite to spring training and you need a ride, all you gotta do is come here. We'll have a couple brews. We'll record a little bit of socks in the basement. I'll drive you to Arizona. It'll be awesome. That is, that's like a that's like a dude bro comedy waiting to ha- totally waiting to happen. I'll totally I'm totally life. in on the whole thing. I think it'd be great. I mean, I'm trying to figure out like who would go. I mean, think about if we had like one of the non roster invites that like you know like Jordan Guerrero takes me up on the <laughs> offer. You know, Zach Thompson shows up at my door. Yes, Colton Turner knocks on the door. I'm like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Colton Turner. I've been invited to the White Sox spring trading. I need a ride. You know, I mean, I'll do it. That's awesome. That'd be, that'd be hysterical. So, you know, they report on the 12th. Their first workout is the very next day on the 13th. Position players are on the 17th. And the first full workout of the team is February 18th. It's all happening. Baseball's coming back. You could tell because all of a sudden the Chicago media yeah. is paying attention. Now, all of a sudden there's shows coming back that have been missing and guys showing up and being experts. You know, I, I saw Boomer Esiason in the national media weighing in on baseball the other what? day. I see I see sportscasters in Chicago that forget the White Sox are a team who now are forced to mention them in the last three or four seconds of their sportscast. <laughs> like it's, it's all happening, okay? Baseball right. is coming back. So the other thing that is exciting this week to me is the video that got released by the White Sox social media accounts. I just watched it. It was very cool. Now, it was at the opening ceremonies of Saxfest, supposedly, which I couldn't get into because you have to show up like eight hours early and camp out with a tent to get into the opening ceremonies. They know everybody wants to go to it, but they don't They don't accommodate the idea that everybody wants to be at the opening ceremonies when the players come out and see the video and everything like that. Right. They have this overflow thing. You can watch it. I watched it on TV in Kitty O'Shea's with... James Fox of the Loop Sports. Nice. I think Clinton Cole was there, too, from Future Sox. Like, we just sat in Kitty O'Shea's. Like, one of them walked out, came back, and said, it's already full. And it was, like, two hours before you could even, like, it was even starting. And I'm like, oh, there's no, there's absolutely no point getting into this line. Mm-hmm. We'll just watch it on closed-circuit television in the bar. So that's when we watched. So anyway, the video comes out. It's on social media accounts. Now all White Sox fans can see it. First of all, it's neat. I wouldn't even mind if it was, like, their, like, warm-up. They're before opening. the game started right, right. or they, like they it was played yeah. in between innings. I got no problem with that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no. The quote that starts off at the beginning, which uh, I think pretty much surmises what the marketing department is trying to push, where there is no struggle, there is no strength. Basically saying it's going to be a struggle this year. We're not, we're not even lying about it. We know it was a struggle last year and it's been a struggle for a couple years here, but we're trying to build something. You know, the marketing department really – thinks hard about what they want to do. That's my impression from somebody who well, I would hope so has dabbled in, in marketing himself, uh, worked as the head of marketing for an internet company once worked as his own uh, person that had to promote himself as 10 years in, in radio bouncing around the country. Then, uh, does these podcasts that I do. Right. And then I, my sister used to work inside the white Sox years ago. I remember that. I have no connections as a result of her, but I noted she's, she was in there. So every once in a while she gives me an insight as to what, how it really works behind the scenes. She'll tell me stuff. They sit down and everything is calculated as to what they're doing. So what I did like an Avengers movie <laughs> or like the Avengers trailer now Endgame. like if you go online today, you could find like 15 different sites that are breaking down a 30 second Super Bowl ad as to what they think is going to happen in the Avengers. 
Right. I want to break down the White Sox video, the first one of 2019 that's been made public. Okay. Like an Avengers movie and see if I can glean something off it. We're going to get a little nerdy. Sure. Here. Okay. Nerdy is good. I'm going to get nerdy. I'm pretty nerdy myself. All right. So the video consists, and you can find it on the Socks in the Basement Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Socks in the Basement. The video consists of like a montage, and you can tell it's, it had a Socks Fest feel to it because there's a point where Adam Engel's jumping over a wall, and they insert interlace some quick video of D. Wayne Wise making the catch. That was a big deal at Socks Fest. They handed out the catch bobbleheads. I got to give you yours today. I had Thank you, by the luggage. way, for, for getting that. So, so they had that, and then they do a little montage of Harold Baines making it to the Hall of Fame. I did notice okay, that. So right? these are these are big things that w- it was. Sox Fest was centered around these things, but also these are things that the season is kind of looking back on. It's the 10-year anniversary of the Burley Perfect Game, and it is all, which means also the 10-year anniversary of the catch, and it is also Harold Baines's Hall of Fame year. Yes. Okay. So now let's go through what we see. You see clips of players playing. I'm going to tell you something right now. Guys that are left out of this video, guys that are barely featured in this video. There's, there's a marketing reason for it. It's either they're unsure as to whether or not that person's going to stick for the whole year. They're unsure as to whether or not that person's going to make it through spring training. And there's only people that they're sure are going to be a part of the team. So, starts off with Renteria. See some Abreu clips, Mancada clips, Delmonico shows up. Yomer's all over this thing. He shows up in seven different clips, including drawing a walk and flipping his bat. I've never seen that in a promo video. He drew a walk. I didn't. I didn't catch. Flipped that. his bat, and and like they showed like the bat like going like 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 this crazy video thing. And I'm like, that's the most exciting walk draw in a promo video I've ever seen in my entire life. So he's in it all over the place. Anderson was in it, obviously. Daniel Polko's in it. Adam Engel's in it three um, times. Anderson's in it four times. But here's what I want to point out. There's a there's points in the montage where guys' names pop up. Yes, that's what I was going to get. And they name to. the players: Abreu, Mancada, Anderson. Anderson. Kopak and James McCann are the first five names really that pop up. Okay. Then the next time that they run through a bunch of names of the players, Ivan Nova, Kelvin Herrera, Yonder Alonso, John Jay, and Alex Colome. So all the acquisitions are in there. Yes. All With, the new guys. If you take out the acquisitions this year and then Michael Kopech, who I found it interesting that he's going to be out the whole year, but they wanted to remind you that he's on the team. Yes, I found that interesting too. There are only three guys from last year's team who get the thing where they show their name across in like big, bold letters. Jose Abreu, Yohan Mancada, Tim Anderson. Anderson. That's it. Yeah. They don't feature anybody else. I did notice that. They feature a bunch of prospects. Mike Rodolfo, Luis Basabe, Dylan Cease, Zach Collins, Eloy Jimenez, Nick Madrigal, Lewis Robert, Zebi Zavala. Right. These are all guys that I would say are on the cusp of coming soon. Yes. If not in 2019 and 2020, you're going to see them. These are also the prospects that they're really kind of pushing. It is noticeable. Remember, we talked about Blake Rutherford recently. Not there. Not, not there. On there. Just like he dropped off the Major League Prospect list of the top 100. Yes. He's dropped out of the essential group that they're pushing as prospects. Note that. Because all these things are intentional. But also note this, Yomer's all over the thing. He was also all over Sox Fest, so maybe they wanted to make sure that they showed him a few times in the video. But his name wasn't name there. Name doesn't show up. Daniel Polka. Name wasn't name there. Name doesn't show up, okay? Adam Engel. Adam Engel, name, name doesn't not, show not up. There. Nicky Delmonico, name doesn't show up. Shocking to me, Carlos Rodon. Yeah. They're the only pitcher 
The only starters that showed up on the on there are Nova, who's a new acquisition. So that's why they're showing him. They're showing yes. him because he's a new acquisition. Yes. And Michael Kopech, who isn't going to play this year. Right. And they're trying to remind you that he exists and he's coming back. But Rodan doesn't get his name there. And I feel, me personally, I feel like he's the ace. People were like stroking uh, Lopez. You know, they were telling Reynaldo you were the best pitcher. A few people got up and said that when during one of his symposiums. Yep. And you can make the argument that he was. But when I look at just the stretch that Rodon had at the back end of last year, that's the guy you not only want to be your ace, you need him to be your ace in 2019. If he's not your ace, he isn't, no, he hasn't you, come through you, for you. Right. If and he's there's not, a problem. If he's not your ace, you have problems because that's a that's a very high first round draft pick a few years right. ago. And he's, but also he has the talent to do he it. Has the and talent the only problem has been his injuries. injuries. Yeah. So but but here is the marketing department hedging their bets. We can't put his name on there. What if he gets injured? What if he doesn't come out and look as sharp as he did during that stretch there towards the back end? What if he looks like how he did in the last couple of games? They didn't feature him. They they didn't they didn't feature fan favorite Daniel Polka. Okay, they're, they're, they they didn't put his name up there. They they didn't feature Reynaldo Lopez, and he was at Soxfest. He was part of symposiums, and he was signing things. Yes, they didn't feature him. I, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think what the marketing department does is say, who do we know is going to be on the team? Well, we know all the guys they acquired are going to be on the team because there's no way the White Sox are spending money and then the guy doesn't make the team. See what I'm saying? Yes. We know that we know that the team loves Anderson. He's their draft pick and they're into him and they're going to stick with him forever. We know Moncada's on the team. We know Abreu's on the team. You're not going to mention anybody else. Why? Because you're still trying to pick up other free agents. You don't know what's going to end up happening here. Han even said it at Soxfest. So you're not going to put... Yeah, he said we're not done. You're not putting Yomer's name up there as like the third baseman in case Machado's standing at third base. You see what I'm saying? Right. You're you're not you're not putting Polka up there or Angle up there or Delmonico. Like none of the outfielders' names are showing up on there because you have no idea what your outfield is going to look like. You might have guys that are going to come in in spring training and steal a job. You know, Jimenez is going to get here, but they don't want to act like he's here already because, of course, they're going to hold him back for service time. You don't know on the outside chance Bryce Harper shows up, but we, you and I don't believe that that's possible. But they don't know how it's going to shake out in the outfield. So since they don't know how it's going to shake out, the names aren't featured. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think that as a fan, that's how I, I I looked at it first, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. first thing that jumped out at me is like McCann. I mean, think about it. Like the first time they show the names, it's like dun 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 dun. So there's like five names on all the beats, right? Right. Abreu, Mancada, Anderson, Kopech, McCann. Like what? <laughs> I saw, I saw Kopech, I saw Kopech, and that made me go, hmm. Well, well, okay. first yeah. of all, I was like, okay, well, Kopech, but they're just trying to talk about the future. And the very next is the guy McCann. McCann it's on a one year yeah. deal, and he's not the future. Like I was so confused by that. But here's the one I want to point out. I took the forty man roster. And I put it up against the list of guys that show up in the video. There is a glaring omission that makes me happy. I hope it was on purpose. I'm sure there's a few. No, no, no. There's one glaring omission. I, you, I think I know who it you is. You can take out. Let's look. I think I know who it is. Take, but can they have I? the four starters. Okay. They've got the four starters. They've got Jace Fry in there. They've got all the big back end closers. I don't expect Nate Jones to be in it. That's not a, like a glaring omission. He's not in it, but it's not a glaring omission if a bullpen guy's not in there. Okay, all of your starting infielders show up at some point. All of your basic outfield guys are at some point. Leary Garcia makes it in there. Here's the glaring omission. James McCann gets his name up there, and he's in the first five guys. Wellington Castillo Castillo. is nowhere Nowhere to be found in the video. Nowhere to be found in the video. That was exactly who I was going to say you were going to say. Like, that stuck out to me. 
every guy on the 40-man roster, every guy on the 25-man roster, basically, that has a chance made it in the video. I actually thought I, sp- I saw Jose Rondon like making a diving catch, and he was a middle infielder who showed up for a couple of weeks. You see what I'm saying? Right. And he was in the video in a quick little montage. I can't find Wellington Castillo in there. Now, there's a collision at the plate with a sax catcher, but there's no way you could even tell who the guy is that made the, that, that's in the play because he's, he's in his mask. It's bang, bang. If they, and even if that is Wellington Castillo, massive omission. You go and you put McCann's name up there in the first group of players that you're looking forward to in 2019, White Sox fans. That's what the marketing department's telling you. Wellington Castillo, not in the video. Are you or someone you know looking to learn how to play a musical instrument this year? Then you should be checking out Westgate Music School, 6527 West 127th Street in Palos Heights. Private music lessons for all instruments, including guitar, piano, drums, voice, bass guitar, violin, banjo, ukulele, and more. Are you a vocalist? Are you ready to play a musical instrument and looking to join a group? Westgate Music School offers group classes for rock band, acapella vocal, and barbershop quartet. Students of all ages and ability levels will have the opportunity to perform three times a year in a student concert. Gift certificates for Westgate are also available. More information, call 708-586-7002 or go to westgatemusicschool.com. I found that. I'm I'm very happy about this. That's my Avengers nerd out moment Listen, dude, I... Nice. I am very... Listen, I want to see... I want to see anybody but Wellington Castillo at the plate, man. Like, give me McCann, fine. You know, Zebby Zavala should be up here, I think. Are we talking this year? No, right? they're I mean, saying that they're definitely. Han has been really clear that him and uh, Collins are starting to AAA, and they're not bringing those guys up till they're ready. And they don't like, like, listening to our conversation with Clinton Cole from Future Sox and listening to what Rick Han said, it's, it seems unless somebody comes out and just makes a case and bursts through, and maybe that's what the White Sox are waiting for. They're telling these guys, you're not making the team unless you're awesome. Maybe they're just, it's a, it's a challenge thing. See what I'm saying? Right. But you're going to see Aloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease this year. Those are the only two that I that you could put money down on that you're going to see. Now, the other guys that you saw that were prospects, they have a chance. I think it's great how we said Basabe is definitely in the mix for this year, remember? Yeah. And then, and then you heard... Clinton Cole bring him up when we talked to him in the interview last week. Madrigal was in okay. that group too. But, but the thing was, here's Basabe also with his name up there. He's right there with Cease, Collins, Jimenez, uh, Mike Rodolfo, Luis Robert, and Luis Basabe. These are the three big outfield names that were mentioned to me in the Cole interview after Jimenez. Right. And they're all right there. Again, Rutherford not even in there. So whenever anybody sits there and says, why would we trade Blake Rutherford for Jack Peterson? I'm upset that I haven't heard any more about that because guess what, guys? Blake Rutherford is down the list, and if somebody was willing to take him to pick up a 25-year-old outfielder who's already that been in an All-Star be game deal. I, and play center field, I would have taken that. I know everybody thinks I'm crazy for that, and they're upset, but I, I would have taken that. Let's uh, also take a quick look at spring training, because I kind of want to get out in front of this and just kind of fill people in on what's going on with spring training. Because if you lived in Chicago this week... We got down to like negative fifty overnight with wind chills. With wind chills, yeah. It was the it was, actuals was, were the actuals were negative twenty five. Actual and then, negative twenty five with a negative fifty wind chill, and, and it then, was fifty degrees on Sunday I mean, or even Monday. That that's a seventy five degree change, real in weather change in like a, less than a week, and a one hundred degree change if you go with wind chill. If you go with yeah, real field in, in like four days, three four days, hundred degrees a change there. So now you're just like 
baseball. Bring me baseball. Right. Bring me baseball on a plate with some meat and some cheese and some mead. Not even beer. I want mead with it. Bring me some baseball like you're hungry for it. Okay. So with spring training coming, in case you've been living under a rock, in case you're not exactly sure what's going on, let's just do a quick breakdown of what's going on in spring training this year. Like I said, February 12th, pitchers and catchers report. First workout is the 13th. That's for the White Sox. February 17th, position players report. February 18th, first full workout. And like I said, if a player or pitcher shows up and needs a ride to Arizona, free beer right here at the bar. We're going to chit-chat. I'm going to drive them down there. You come with me? You got a real job. I just do podcasting. I'm just going to drive down there. Yeah, I can't do it. Okay. Sorry, buddy. I'll, I'll just I'll drive a player down. If a player needs a ride, Socks in the Basement will drive them down. Okay? I'm not, I'm not even joking. All right. They can, they, can, they can reach out to us through the Facebook page, through the Twitter you know, Socks in the Basement, at Socks in the Basement, the uh, um, at Socks in the Basement Instagram. I don't care. You could do any one of those things. They can call us just like anybody who listens to the show and leave a message, 708-459-8406. That's the line, 24-7, 365. You call it. You say something cool. You say anything, really. We're probably just going to put you on the podcast and talk about it. 708-459-8406 if you have any comments. And also, so like if, if you are a player who needs a ride to spring training. I was going to say, so if it's like, you know, three o'clock in the morning and you're just stumbling out of Brew Bakers and you have an argument Brew with her, with your buddy All about the, the white stuff. Brew Bakers. Hey, man, that's, listen, <laughs> there have been few bars, few bars that I've been to that have actually made me question my life decisions. And Brew Bakers is one of them, man. Okay. Um, but no, if you're stumbling out of there at four in the morning, you know, you got thrown out because you got in a fight with some other you know, patron of the bar about the White Sox and you need us to resolve an argument for you, you can call that line. You know, we'll put you on the podcast. So, All right, so here are the non-roster invitees that are going to spring training. Pitching-wise, Bernardo Flores, Jordan Guerrero, Jimmy Lambert, Zach Thompson, Colton Turner. Zach Collins is a non-40-man roster guy right now. He's not on the 40. Zebby Zavala is, but he's not on the 40, so he's a non-roster invitee along with catchers Alfredo Gonzalez and Nate Nolan. Danny Mendick, infielder, very interesting name as a non-roster invitee. If you were paying attention during the Rule 5 draft and listening to us back then, he was one of the names that came up as there was a fear that he could be swiped off of the White Sox, that somebody might say he's good enough and he might make a major league roster. And there was a question as to whether or not the White Sox would protect him in the Rule 5 draft. So here's a name that doesn't get talked about a lot, but he had a nice season last year and could be Major League ready as a utility role. Here's a non-roster invitee that I think, based upon the buzzos around him in the Rule 5 draft, the possibility that somebody might have picked him up, the word that the White Sox didn't actually protect him, even though they considered protecting him. Here's a guy as a non-roster invitee that could impress in spring training. And, and win a job. He should be going to spring training saying, I might right, be because, able to get that last infield spot. because, Or at least I want to impress so they put me on a 40-man roster next year. Because all big fish free agent signings uh, aside, like if things stand in the infield as they are, you're sort of in the market for a utility infielder, are we not? Well, it, Rondon is going to be back again okay. and have an opportunity at it. But Mendick could very easily sit there and say, no, this is mine. It's I mean, but Rondon that. is your only option is what I'm saying right. for that. No, you want more options. Yeah. So here's a guy who could fight his way onto the team. Okay. So I find him to be an interesting name. Uh, outfielders that are non-roster invitees. Luis Gonzalez. You keep hearing about this kid. Yeah. He's like not on any top 100 list. He's mentioned only by people who really follow White Sox prospects and they love him. 
Okay. Okay. And uh, one of the comments that I got during Saxfest was if he looked like a big hulking mass of a human being, people would talk <laughs> about him more. He plays like a big hulking mass of a human being, and he's a heck of a ball player, but he doesn't have the look. So now he wasn't he maybe he, he one of these guys see. that's not regarded as well, but actually is going to come out and surprise. So there's another no, I'm, name. I'm just curious real quick. He did not see any big league time last year, did he? No, no, I didn't think no. so. But the name sounds familiar. Well, there's been a lot of Luis Gonzalez's in baseball. Well, like there's like three or four of them that come through every decade in Major League Baseball. They play for <laughs> multiple teams. Nice. Luis Gonzalez is a is a pretty basic baseball name. Like <laughs> you're making a baseball player on like your MLB the show video game. That would be one of the suggested names that you could just use if you wanted a generic baseball name. Or like anybody with the last name of Alomar. Or some guy whose name starts with Chipper. You see what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Chipper Jones was like made in a factory and his name was perfect for baseball. Luis Gonzalez is just a just a basic baseball name. Blake Rutherford is a non-roster invitee, so they haven't given up on him. No, and, they have and, not. Okay. And, and the, Charlie Tilson, who I, I, there are some people who like him. I, I, I see him in the first round of cuts. Charlie Tilson is one of the first guys that gets knocked out. Now, Tilson was up here last year. He was, and I don't see anything great coming out of him. I don't. Okay. I don't see anything that, unless it's like one of those things, the only way that Tilson comes up onto the major league roster is if they don't want to rush up a guy that they really care about. Like, he's the guy that comes up because there are other guys that they don't want to ruin because they would bring him up too early, and that's what Charlie Tilson is. And his, his time for being that guy is going to disappear very soon. Because with Jimenez coming up and with, with the outfield getting crowded and with some of these other prospects that are on the cusp, Charlie Tilson's days are numbered. Charlie Tilson needs to go out and hit like 600 in spring training to keep his career alive with the White Sox. That's what I think. Okay? So, but those are your non-roster invitees that are coming to spring training. And like I said, there's some interesting ones in there. I know Zach Collins has publicly stated he wanted to make the team this year. I think he's a long shot to make the team this year. Okay? But he, he, he's publicly stated it. Again, like we said, Wellington Castillo doesn't show up in that video. There, there might be at least, hey, when the marketing department went to, you know, Han and, and the rest of the guys that are making the roster decisions and said, who should we feature or showed them the first draft of it or something like that, they might have said, you know what? We can't 100% tell you that those are going to be the two catchers behind the plate. We know McCann's going to be one, but we can't 100% tell you. And that's why you don't see Castillo in the video. Nobody wants to look stupid. Like you, you're not gonna put together a promo for a guy that isn't gonna be there. Right. You see what I'm saying? You don't want that thrown back in your face. I mean, he's gonna start the team with them. Or he's gonna start the year with the I team. Would Castillo so. would. I would. But think I mean, so. there's too much money invested. Right. Okay. But what if some guy blows the White Sox out of the water? Like here's that. Here's here's the thing. McCann comes out and he's doing just what they expected him to do, and they obviously like him and they want to keep. Him. Yes. Okay. So, so you got yeah. Castillo, who you have the perfect excuse of, all right, well, we're going to have to eat some money if we let go of him. Maybe we can move him someplace if we decide we don't want him. I mean, here's a guy with a year of control, with, and there's teams out there that might be looking for a catcher. See what I'm saying? So, the, the, it, And the price tag isn't too high. He might be somebody that you move. If you're, They might be sitting there saying, we would like to still move him because he's not a long-term consideration. If somebody came and blew them out of the water at, at spring training, like let's say Zavala improves on what he did in spring training last year. Last year, that guy hung on for far longer. You never heard the name Zebi Zavala if you are a casual baseball fan until spring training last year. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? And and then all you hear about is this year is that all of a sudden now he's in that group of guys. Let's go over the guys that were in the video real quick. I mean, it's, it's, real, it's real obvious. I had heard of Mike Rodolfo. Yes. I had heard of Basabi. I had heard of Cease. 
I knew who Collins was. I knew who Jimenez was. Uh, Nick Mandrigal was drafted by the team, but I mean, once you once you heard him, he was a first round draftee. You knew who he was. Lewis Robert was like a big deal when they go out and they pick him up. Zebby Zavala would not have you would if I would have said all those names and then Zebby Zavala, the casual White Sox fan, would not have recognized him the way that they recognize all the other names that I just said. Right, because he wasn't a he wasn't he wasn't a high draft right. pick and he wasn't he wasn't somebody that we acquired and like we said, in a, he's he wasn't older for a minor league. He wasn't somebody that we acquired in a in a blockbuster type deal like um a lot you know like a lot of those other guys were. But he had big pop in his bat and he played great in spring training last year. What if he comes out and does even more than what he did last spring training? I mean, what if what if they what if they put him in a couple situations against guys that are going to be on opening day rosters and big league pitchers in Major League Baseball during spring training in the back end of spring training, and he is ripping the cover off the ball? Well, then you got. Do you really want to? Do you really want to send him down? It's a good problem to have. Because you can sit there because then you're like, okay, fine. Zach Collins gets more starts a catcher, and we don't have to worry about rotating the two of them so they both get enough time to play. Yeah, and and we just. And, and Zavala comes up, we just have to move somebody out of the way. And based on that video, it's Castillo that they would move out of the way. That would make the most amount of sense, one right? Way, one way or another. Because you're, 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 you're not going to carry three catchers. No, I can't see it. You're not going to do three catchers. You might start the year with it if you think that you might be able to deal him. But then Zavala is sitting around up here on the bench. He's only playing once no, no, a game, maybe twice. You'd have to play Zavala. That's the thing. So I, I, I still I don't think he makes it, but I just think that there's there's an outside chance. Like if we're talking about outside chance guys that could make the roster, you look at those non-roster invitees and you look at the guys that are in the video and you try to kind of figure out what do the White Sox think. Debbie Zavala could possibly do it. There's so there, there's at least the outside chance they think one of these catchers could break through in spring training, but they're not gonna put the pressure on them that we expect them. See what I'm saying? Yes. I don't I think that there's still the outside chance that White Sox management would be perfectly pleased and happy. If these guys made their decision very hard and Zavala or Collins pushed the issue in spring training and made the team, I don't think it's a done deal. It, if you were going to bet on it, I'd say both of them are in AAA, but it's not a done deal. See what I'm saying? Right. And, and like I said earlier with the, the, the other guys that are interesting non-roster invitees, Gonzalez and Rutherford, non-roster invitees, Danny Mendick, non-roster invitees, guys that are going to, you're going to be interested in what they do in spring training. Like I said, if Blake Rutherford needs a ride... I'm here, okay, Blake. It's me and you, me, you, and uh, and Danny and uh, Luis. We'll, we'll we'll road trip. I got room. I'll take the SUV. <laughs> my wife can drive around. You better in, check that. My with wife the can wife. drive around in the 2008 Saturn Aura that I've got. That's that's falling apart. The second car. She can she can take care of the kids for a couple of days while I drive to Arizona. Okay, if I take the truck. Oh, well, yeah, it's worth a try. I can do that. It's worth a try. Uh, you know, I don't listen. It's for it's for the podcast, sweetheart. We've got to do a Florida podcast. <laughs> I want Daniel Polka to go and take a ride with me in spring training. Okay, he already wore the socks in the basement hat around Socks Fest. We didn't even meet him, and he found the hat, and he was walking around wearing it. Multiple people have confirmed. I never saw him in it, but he gave interviews wearing a hat and everything else. I would love to just ride me and me and Polk Smash. Oh boy, heading down to spring training. That's a car ride, man. Really? I mean, come on. I'll pack the cooler. You know, we'll we'll do some funny little video spots on the way down. We'll post them. We'll we'll drive to Arizona. We'll stop at the Grand Canyon if he wants. It's gonna be like whatever he wants to do. We'll hit, to some, do we'll hit some dive bars. You have to do like um. You ever see you, you have to you, you ever see those uh, whole things those on car- me too. You ever see those cartoons where like you have like the the jer- the, the traveling car and it's right. just giving you the perforated right. line across the United States me map and, and it's like circling all over the place when people get lost. Me and, and Danny Polka like riding from Chicago to Arizona. 
I think it's I think it's brilliant. I think that we we could do that. You'll have like a slight detour in Vegas. But I'll, I'll take anybody. Even though it's not on the way. Bernardo Flores, non-roster invitee pitcher. If he wants to show up at the door and jump in the car, I'll drive him down there. That's fine. Okay? It's an open offer. Nobody's going to call me. And it's going to hurt a little bit. But I just want to put it out there. I will drive a White Sox player down to spring training. We'll, we, we will have so much fun. Okay? Me, you, and my three-year-old. Because there's no way that she's going to let me go without him. No, I'm just kidding. We'll leave him behind. We'll drop him at his grandparents. Yeah, we'll drop you him at his She'll be yeah. like, you're taking, you're taking Nikki, and uh, this way, well, that'd be great. Nikki Delmonico and my kid Nikki, the two Nikki's in the car. They're, they're, uh, you see, I'm coming up with ideas here, Dave. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, and then by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? I felt like it. Socks in the Basement. <laughs> Heard everywhere a podcast can be found. And always on SocksInTheBasement.com.